special guest in the building tonight <laughs> you know what i mean we got the ruka duke as always and we got my boy id here the electrical engineer wizard what up what up um electric god over here <laughs> <laughs> real talk i mean that's you know i always remember the robots like three years ago or so you started making the robots and you had the circuit board and everything at the house um so yeah, yeah, that was that was probably the the nice that was probably the turnaround point for me because honestly the the program oh man I went through ups and downs there was there was a depressing time I don't I don't know if you remember coming over every single time you come over I'd probably be studying yeah exactly Just studying my every ass off hieroglyphics all over the, the walls <laughs> all sorts of shit there was a time when I was like probably three four hours in I had you know how like you you're just writing on on paper and then like you mess up and you just throw that paper on the ground you get the next one out and i just I, the ground was covered in papers i just had like you know so much work written out and i just sit there and look at it and i was like wow i've been doing math for like 4 hours and i haven't i haven't, <laughs> I haven't actually figured it out i haven't yet. actually been written i haven't actually been writing down numbers you know i'm I, like all this is like it's is like just code. a calculus you know it's just like i'm using like you know my e's my x's i'm using my signs my, you know, cosines, my tangents, and, and, you know, I'm using, like, all these trig identities, and I'm just rearranging um, formulas, really, and I'm deriving formulas that I need for other things, but I'm not actually using numbers. Yeah. So I'm just like, damn, if someone walks in right now and looks at me, they might either think I'm crazy or I'm possessed or, like, these, these <laughs> like are, beautiful these are mind. hieroglyphics, yeah. Beautiful mind type shit. Um... So, I mean, we were talking about the music stuff, and, I mean, you guys had the studio at the house always. I feel like you were always kind of the handyman fixing everything, because you always mm-hmm. seemed to understand Absolutely. everything I mean, about it. You know, me and Matt met back in um, at school in Tampa. You know, For we audio music, engineering, right? Audio, audio engineering, and um, that's where, you know, we had that passion. We met in the studio, and um, we ended up putting our equipment, we, we ended up living together, putting our equipment together and building like, you know, a really nice setup. Madhouse. And that's where, you know, that's where we, we did a lot of productions. And, you know, that really made me happy. Um, being able to work on the music and I expanded into photography. Um, I started doing, you know, movie, uh, coming out, you know, you think you're going to be working in the studio, but a lot of jobs that were available were movie jobs, you know. So I was doing a lot of audio for film, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how I kind of uh, got my feet wet in the film, you know, more so in the film industry. Just doing some audio production, working with um, with directors and the the cameramen. Um, that kind of gave me enough experience to start getting into film and um, start photography for yourself and video. So at the Madhouse, you know, I love putting that creative energy in. And yeah, because you guys had the work. whole photo and video. Studio yeah, too. yeah, absolutely. And but the thing is. And that's about the time that 
you know, I started the engineering. I, I moved over to Orlando to, you know, to pursue the electrical engineering. Mm-hmm. You know, I started at Valencia. And, you know, by the time I got to UCF and, you know, we had the Madhouse really in production, that's when the courses got hard, you know. I was doing Ninja Warrior at the time. And you were on Ninja Fucking Warrior. I was an American Ninja Warrior. And, like, <laughs> doing that would literally put me back, like, a semester, you know. It's like when I would, when I would yeah. do that, then, like, missing a week of school, that just... That just ended up like by the time I got to like uh, midterms, then you know it would be so shaky, you know. Fall especially the, 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 especially if I did really well on, on Ninja Warrior, then it's like I'm missing more more. And you than advanced. I did. You, you advanced. Know, I made I it remember. to Vegas. <laughs> made it to Vegas, you know, a couple of times, and like that ended up taking su- like such a chunk out of my semester that I was like, you know what? Let me graduate. Let me just you know get this over with and uh, graduate. Um, so you know I had to I had to stop doing all that. Yeah. And, uh, and at the house, that's where the, the, the courses got hard, and I had to literally, you know, pull away from, like, a main role and In, take on a more yeah. supportive role. So um, all the technical stuff, I was, you know, was there to help out, but I, I really spent most of my time studying. And yeah, no, yeah, I remember studying overtime. And it sucked because... There's times Matt's working with some artists, and I'm just like, man, I really, really wanted to help Vibing out. out. I really, yeah. really wanted to sit and vibe. There's times where... I come to the house late, you know, after studying all day, after being at school, and it's a party at the crib. Everyone's at the crib, chilling, vibing, they're making music, making art, and I still got another <laughs> two, three hours of More studying. studying. Like, I got to throw on some some um, some noise canceling. noise canceling headphones and go sit in my room. Oh, yeah, I got the got the sub bumping. I'm just like, <laughs> you can oh just my feel God. it shaking I just from be the other outside, room. chilling and, and like you know relaxing with y'all, but. You know the that's that's really what it was. It was it was uh, the school kind of made me you know it kind of made me pull back. Um, but in the long run, in the long run, obviously it, it, it paid definitely off. definitely pays off. Um, but even what I was saying um, around the time that I built my first robot, you know, I'd taken a class. It was an introduction to, to programming. Mm-hmm. So basically, I learned C uh, C code, like the really basics. And from there, you know, it's just it's that just decisions, circuit board, and all that stuff that you have. Yeah, it's just it's just learning how to take make decisions. So you have something like a sensor; it's a proximity sensor. So it like it makes a, you know, it, it makes like a frequency. It makes like a, uh, what is it? A, a chirp or something, some type of like sound, and then it listens back. And depending on how long it takes for that sound to come back, it can tell the distance, like echolocation. Yeah, it's echolocation, so you can tell what's in front of you. So, you know, I, I have a I have that reading back a distance. So if I have an, a distance in front of me that's like, you know, 10 centimeters, I can say, if an object is 10 centimeters in front of me, stop. So I can have a robot that's moving forward. And then if it becomes within 10 centimeters of an object, then it stops. So you have your robot just driving, and anytime something, you know, interrupts it, gets in front of it, it'll stop. So that right there is a basic obstacle like, avoidance line of code. And it's very simple. If you know the if the, the the proximity value is less than ten centimeters, stop. You know, very simple, and that right there just I just built on that. So I was like, you es- know, essentially a micro version of what is implemented in like Teslas right now. Absolutely, electric cars. Absolutely, and- that's your that's your collision system, your pre-collision um, systems that you're seeing in, in these vehicles. You have a like the auto drive. You have a millimeter wave sensor. That that's the, you know embedded in in front of the vehicle that's a, that's a radar and i imagine that it, it's 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 a little more complex than that yeah so if an object if it's you're accelerating towards an object 
you know, if it's coming closer and, and um, it detects that you're not, you know, slowing down, that the object in front of you is not, you know, accelerating, it's not moving or is even slowing down and you're not slowing down, then it's going to engage, you know, it's going to, it's going to um, know that you're heading towards an obstacle and it's going to, it's, you know, it's, it's going to engage. And the fact might be that you're not paying attention and it, it engages and, you know, potentially stops you from colliding. No, yeah, I mean. So my first robot that I built was a was Skynet. The little robots. My little like Skynet. Bot Wars. Yeah, yeah. And the, the best thing is I, I put it on Instagram so you could see, you could literally see it evolve. You saw it. The first video I had was just me testing motors. Just, yeah, yeah. Just getting the little motors to, to go. And then another video is you see the wheels are actually on there. And I have it just attached to a little battery pack and it's moving forward and backwards. And then after that, I think. I added some proximity sensors, so now it's starting to turn. And and then after that, I added a lighting system, so it had headlights, tail lights, it had left turning signal, right turning signal. and Yeah, I sent you that video of the thing chasing Rook around. Yeah, yeah, right? It would figure out where she was at and fucking... A little Skynet. Man, that thing was beautiful. And then You still have that or not? I took it apart. I took, it, took it apart. apart. That's, well, that's... You could always... Put it back together. No I problem. could, you know, I could. Felt but, like um, it. That's the that's the funny thing, you know. Best thing about electrical being an electrical engineer is like the concept of, of being broken. It just at a certain point it went away. Things aren't broken, at least it's electrically. Just dismembered. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's a path. There's you know, it's like um, it's like a map. There's a map way, a path of ele- of of electron flow, and at any given point, if that's disrupted, that's what we call something broken. It's just the path is not working. So. Just, you just got to find that path and and correct it. Put it, it back together. And it, these parts are dirt cheap. You know, it could be a diode. It could be a fuse. Most of the time, it's a fuse. Yeah. You know, these, these things are sense. <laughs> you know, so the the concept of things being broken just kind of just kind of wait went away to me, and I thought that was that's a really really cool concept. So the Skynet, interesting way to look it's, at it's it. It's parts. You know, a lot of these things, like I can just be a scavenger. You know, a lot of a lot of things I can just literally take apart you know, the parts that I need. And so with Skynet, there was, I think there was just some parts that I needed and I ended up, t- you know, taking it apart to use on some other projects. But I ended up building its, um, its uh, successor of Sarah Connor. <laughs> Sarah Connor. Yes. Well, it's like... Uh, so she's a line-following uh, robot. So it's... Um, it was something I developed because I was interested in mechatronics because, you know, um, Amazon had their whole... Um, um, mechatronics department and their warehouses are really automated. Oh yeah, to like so basically they have, they have robots stuff. that follow lines on the ground yeah. and will go get a package and bring it back. So yeah. I, I kind of wanted to do um do a project that would give me some experience in in that department. So you know if I applied for Amazon, I could say hey, I built a an a semi autonomous robot that follows lines on the ground. It also does obstacle avoidance and it can detect you know faces. It could detect um um. Um, you know, people, and it can, you know, make certain decisions, so, um, which I imagine is akin to the robots that they have in their factory. I mean, probably. Actually, I you mentioned that. I just saw a video the other day um, of pretty much what you're talking about. It looked like a shitload of little Roombas, essentially, mm-hmm. and they were all, it was sounds like a combination of both. They were all going to designated locations mm-hmm. but they would also stop when one was in the way and they were yep. kind of like shifting around and shit it was mm-hmm. it was definitely nuts yeah. um yeah, yeah. i don't know where it was but i remember i just saw that video like two days ago 
That's one thing I, uh, that's cool about drones too is um you're starting to see less and less of like the really really robust expensive like instead of just having one really really badass robust expensive drone that could do everything, you're having a fleet of more simple cheaper drones. You're having more of a hive. So more specialized. Just, well, well, just um more just more basic. What they're realizing is that um. You know, we built a um, super drone. It's gonna fucking kill yeah, us. Well, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> but um, one one drone, you know, one really really robust drone that's you know you put a lot of energy into it. The output, what it's able to do, is not as um, I guess like as efficient as having no a, bang a hive. For the buck. Yeah, a hive of drones. Well, for instance, something like search and rescue. You know, you can build a robot that can maybe walk around trying to search for somebody. You know, pick up rocks. You know, lift stuff, move around. And it can cover some ground in, you know, in a day or something before its battery dies. Or you can have a fleet of cheap, you know, fifth, like let's say $10 robots. And let's say you have 100 of them and, um, or drones. You know, they can, they can fly around and, you know, look, look for signs Get of, this, you know, survivors. Yeah. Or you can have, you know, maybe tiny ones, you know, some, some things more like, um, more like little insects or, you know, these, these, these tiny more like nanobot types type robots and a fleet of them could now get into crevices and you know search for life or search for survivors in in like in hard to reach places in in a way that a highly specialized robot just wouldn't be able to cover and and um cover that type of ground and well as long as the functionality is the same it would make sense that the smaller one is better because i mean it's less materials it's Mm -hmm. probably lighter smaller yeah more efficient um yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I don't know. To me, I, I've always been fascinated by robotics. Um, it's funny because at my parents' house, um, you know, I don't know if you ever did this, but as a kid, they did this thing where, you know, you, you go up by the wall and they and someone, like, you know, draws your silhouette, like, from your shadow. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we write a bunch of stuff, like, I don't know, about life and stuff. And uh, I wrote... You know, a bunch of dumb stuff. Like, I was scared of Chucky and stuff like that. I don't know. I wanted, like, when I grow up, I wanted, I want a car and stuff like that. But, like, you put your goals and things you care about and want. You said, I want to build a robot? uh, Well, as a kid, I think I said I wanted to be a computer scientist. Word. And you, well, I remember you and Stu were talking about building your own computers. We did. Back in, like, junior high. Um, Yeah. um, Yeah, around middle school, middle school, high school. Yeah, yeah, middle school. We built our own computers. It was just, I mean, the, the computer you got that you got at the store were, were horrible. Same, yeah. you, go out, you, you go to the store, spend $600, and get a Dell. And everyone's computers sucked back then. You know, it's just these things. Well, it's like you saying. All got viruses. They were slow. And it was just, it just sucked. If you wanted a good, powerful computer, you had to build it yourself. You yeah. either had to buy a gaming machine or better, build one. And... You know, we were we were, we were really we were really nerdy. Once we started getting into that world, we started seeing oh, we have the neon cases that yeah. glowed, and, and we you started hacking. Was, we thought that was awesome <laughs> until you know seven months later when your room was just this neon nightmare. And yeah, it's like oh my god, this is I didn't think this through, but well, and it's probably cheaper just to buy the parts. Absolutely, the same the same um same, same amount of money you spend on you know, crappy, like one of those crappy Dells that you get at the store, you can get, you know, a serious machine. And that's, that's what we did. Stuart decided to go AMD processor. And I was like, I'm going to go Intel. 
and we decided to you know compete to see who could build a, see which a one better was better. Machine. Yeah, yeah. Who won? Well, I mean, our both of our computers ran for a long time. Yeah. I for what I wanted, I was really really happy with mine. Um, mm-hmm. I, I that was my audio computer. That's what I ran in my studio. He built his for gaming. True. So, you know, for multitasking, of course, my Intel. You know, <laughs> for gaming and uh, and all that. You know, he he ran it. Yeah, he, he ran, ran it well, pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. that's but, funny. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, I gave it to my dad, and like years later. My dad's like, man, this is the best computer I've ever had. Yeah, that's what you were saying. Yeah, I built this. Yeah, you know why? (laughs) It's like I know what I put. I know what I put into it. They literally sell you crap at the store. These things are cheap. Take yeah. You know the for for the longest they didn't give you. They barely gave you any RAM. Like RAM was. I mean, well, it's had to do with you know the cost and um, with Moore's law. You know, every two years it got. You know, it got they update to a new version, and yeah, yeah, the you know the parts, of course, they um they became smaller, and these things got cheaper. But RAM was very expensive back then. It was like, you know, getting, I don't know, what was it like, two hundred fifty six megabytes of RAM? We were just we were happy with that, or five twelve megabytes. Yeah, like a gig was like holy shit, you know. But damn, saying that out loud, I feel old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that. External right there is four terabytes. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, yeah. But this was terabytes us back, back then would have been like what you know zettabytes are to us yeah. now. It's like holy shit. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. Well, that was like early two thousands, pretty yeah. much. Or you ask the question, you're just like you know when you say something like terabytes, you know if you were back then you'd be like. What are you ever gonna need that for? Yeah, you know, you're never gonna fill that up. And Pretty now much. It's like, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, we have we have 8K movies that are gonna be coming out soon. Yeah, shit. bro. Like it's. Well, yeah. We so you were just saying about you just reserved the PS5. I mean, are, those are all going to be 8K, right? They are. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be coming out. And I was reading gonna, about that because yeah, they're planning all the new TVs that are going to be coming mm-hmm. out are going to be damn yeah. near lifelike, probably yeah. like. Yeah. I mean, at this it's point, they're going to be as good as your uh, as your eyes, if not as your better. eyesight. Yeah, I was at you know I was fortunate enough to be at the uh, the Consumer Electronics um, uh, Showcase in Las Vegas earlier this year, and you know I got to see the AK TVs, and these things are incredible. They're if insane. you if you have an AK TV and you're displaying something from like you know an, you know a, a 4K or 8K camera, you know it looks like a window. It doesn't necessarily look like a broadcast. <laughs> it looks like you might mistake it and walk right through. Like when I was at CES, it looked like Windows. I was like, it was really, really mind blowing. Yeah, it looked great. You know, and maybe that's that's going to be a function of these TVs. You know, when you're watching TV, obviously it's a TV. But when you're not, maybe it could be a portrait. You know, well, no, yeah, what be a piece of art. On at what wall. point do they become fucking just holograms? You know. Yeah, that that's next. What I'd love to see is a game like FIFA played on a table and it's hologrammed you know we yeah all, it's like we sit around it's it. like a foosball but like ho- foosball. hologram absolutely Damn, you know, why that not would be ill you well know? that i mean i'm sure at why some point not? that would be that would they're already be doing incredible. those hologram concerts and shit tupac and all these motherfuckers coming yeah, back to yeah. life via hologram yeah yeah actually that's one thing i think about i'm just like damn because because i play ufc and UFC would be a good one because it's just two people. I love the UFC too. game, but I'm just like every time I, I go across um, Bruce Lee, it's like you got to buy him. And I'm just like mm. I'm just like man, look at these motherfuckers <laughs> taxing for selling Bruce. Bruce Lee. <laughs> I was just like the concept of it. I was like yeah. I get it. You know, you have a character in the game and you want people to pay. People are gonna want him. But I'm just too. like, bro, you're selling Bruce Lee. You're selling like his. Like, let him let like let him, let him go. His, his like, yeah, almost. I'm just like really. 
Either yeah. give them to us or, or don't. let them go. Like, why are you you're trying to monopolize? Really, I don't that know. Shit. That it just felt wrong Tax. to me. I'm just like, damn. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. There's yeah. always some special characters, but you can always do something to unlock them. I don't want to pay for this motherfucker. Yeah, it's like, like you know, like with these concerts. I love seeing, you know, Michael. I love seeing Tupac, but at the same time, I'm like, no, Ugh, I don't know. Just let it. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch them. I'll watch the concerts on YouTube. I feel like if a person's alive and they explicitly give their rights to, yes, that's different. You know, I guess that's different. Which it could be in the future. It's like it's in your will now. Like, know. do you give us the rights yeah, to yeah, use you as a hologram? Yeah. Every year in your birthday, like your grandma pops up in a hologram. Yeah, I mean we could because, get because I mean I you, know, man. anything like you can always take it a step further because anything could get dark. You know, if you th- watch things like Dark Mirror, like imagine Black Mirror. You do, yeah, imagine yeah, you do yeah. something like you, you give someone a contract and they're like, "Hey, sure, if I in the event I pass, you can use my hologram." You can, well, you don't consider that, but what if using someone's hologram is more profitable than the actual person? You know now. Now could you be killed because your hologram? Could yeah, be someone just—I like, don't know. Yeah. It's, someone they just—it just seems you out. like some Black Mirror type of concept there. <laughs> no, yeah, one hundred percent it does. That's why that show is so freaky. I yeah, mean, we is. were talking about that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, that show like the uh, the drones. Show, the drones from Black Mirror are already here. They're already here. I mean, Which DARPA. Ones? Those drones, those assassin drones from Black Mirror. I mean, not that they're made for assassinating, but in the in the concept in the you know series Black Mirror. There's some drones that will, you know, basically the third Terminators. They'll track you down, and they'll. It's been a while since I've seen their targets. Yeah, yeah. But what I mean is the level of sophistication of these drones that you're seeing in in Black Mirror. No, they're already here. It's a possibility. Yeah, it's already it's It's literally already here. The the, um you know third party military companies already have it. Boston Dynamics, DARPA, you know they have um drones. You can look them up on YouTube. Um, their small version is called Cheetah. Cheetah. This thing can run, I think, forty-five miles an hour. Um, and then <laughs> like then, a cheetah. Then there's Big Dog, Ooh, and this out. thing is like this thing is huge. These are four-legged drones, and this thing is like it can carry like a lot of weight, and I think it can run like maybe twelve miles an hour. But I was, I was like, wow. Yeah, that's these things freaky, like dude. they have videos of people trying to kick it over, and these things will hold their. I've balance seen that. And, yeah. 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 That shit is. They'll freaky. even stabilize themselves on ice. You know, at first. The first generations, you know, they kind of look like Bambi, but over well, time with machine learning, they become, they become um, very. What is it? Uh, they implement like algorithms using what's called biomimicry. They almost start to, learning. Yeah, well, they they start mim- mimicking, you know, um, pa- patterns in nature, and also that you know paired with machine like monkey learning. Monkey see, monkey do. Well, no, no, no. Well, what what you see in nature, nature kind of has developed the best way to do do things. So like um, locomotion, the best way to move. Um, is um is you know you see it in it's apparent in nature, um like the best design for a wing, you see oh, okay. you see it in yeah, birds yeah. like nature's already spent millions of years you know Figure, um, yeah you know shaping yeah shaping um gotcha. the way that you know organisms move and and they you know they do things and pretty much the best ways that things can be done are already you know apparent in nature, so you know using machine learning to learn those algorithms you'll start to see machines go from looking robotic, you know, stiff to looking to more, more like fluid, fluid. and okay. like there's there's robots that swim now like snakes. <laughs> that, you know, yeah, they, they, they slither. <laughs> you know, it's like instead of that like robotic at, like that yeah, yeah. Like no, they're, they're no more robot they're dance. Fluid. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're efficient in their motion. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. cool, but also scary. Also scary, yeah. Scary absolutely. as fuck. Absolutely. Because like you said, the video, I've seen the videos of the 
robots essentially people are trying to beat the shit out of it and it's just like yeah, yeah. cool you know yeah it's like we're, we're already teaching the robots to just already be able to take any type of damage we can put at it and you know we'll send, survive it so so how know. do you feel about i guess in a parallel universe our police force being those robots well, you know, see, like iRobot or some uh, shit. And me and my friends, we, we have this conversation <laughs> all the time. And it's there's, scary, there's like a duality right? because, you know, if I look at AI, you know, being a coder, I know that. You know, you know more than I know. <laughs> well, I know that I can, I can set boundaries. Like robots can actually follow rules. You set rules for them and they follow. That's a problem, you know, for humans. That's a huge problem. Like humans can't actually. We have this duality, you know, we, we, we can set rules, but then we also bend them yeah. when we see fit. You know, we can actually hold two ideas in our heads that are opposing simultaneously. We can have, we're susceptible to cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Robots aren't. So we can say, you know, what's right is right, what's wrong is wrong. And, you know, robots They'll always going to go by that, you know, go by that. But, but then, humans are always going to kind of bend that. So it, it really depends on, you know, depends on the situation. You know, if you say something like, you know, something like politics, you know, no one's allowed to have donations from, you know, certain certain places. You know, everyone's donations have to be, you know, um, uh, upfront and legitimate or something like that. Something like that, a robot AI can implement, you know, and we're never it's never going to bend those rules, you know, but something like, you know, the situation in an iRobot. Having the robot having, you know, getting to a car it's accident and trying to save, save you know, choose between life. Will Smith and his daughter oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, he has a stronger heartbeat. He has a stronger chance of survival. It grabbed him. It's it's not thinking anything further than that. True. You know, it doesn't matter if he's like, yo, save her. Like, you know. Yeah, and, I forgot you know, about you had, that you had a, Yeah, yeah. The, and that, those are really, really important things in humanity that we're not willing to let go of. We can't, you know, we can't trade you know, our humanity for a hundred percent logic. True. You know, there's, there's, there's gotta be a balance. So there's certain things that, you know, a police system that's robotic could probably do better and, you know, more efficient, but there's certain things you need a conscious human, you know, who can make decisions in the moment to, to do. They need, yeah, yeah. just a, a warm body, yeah. like a brain, uh, I guess. Yeah. Cause I mean, as a coder, I'm like, you know, Computers do everything that you tell it excellently. They will do their job. And when they malfunction, it's more than likely a human error. So True. maybe you do create a great robotic system and you have a human error in there. One like flaw. the consequences <laughs> of that could be freaking drastic. Yeah. Like, I mean, you think, you think there's like, um, like um, you know, racial problems right now in our policing system. But what if there's an error within a code in... Um, in an, you know, in an artificial intelligence that yeah. just completely one profiles. numbers off. Yeah, something's just completely off, yeah. and then it, you know, the the consequences could be drastic. You know, so so those things like that has to be really, really well thought out. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, <clears throat> I mean, that's just just scary yeah. to think about. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's very scary. I, I I was looking at. Have you seen the racing drones? Um, I don't think so, bro. They're drones that are incredibly fast. These things like, like running on two legs. No, like, no, no. They're um, flying, um, flying drones, oh, quadcopters, okay. or you know, some of them have uh, three, uh, three propellers. Yeah, okay, I got you. But they can move incredibly fast, and they're agile. They can turn on a dime. 
I've seen the one. Didn't we pull up the video where the yeah, ones going yeah, through they'll, that they'll abandoned building and, invert, and shit? Yeah, exactly. That, like that. that. Imagine a police force having something like that. And it's like, those things move so fast. It's like. There's no chance. There's no chance. <laughs> any, there's no chance of anything. Yeah. It's like. As soon as you do the crime, <laughs> yeah, you're done. Yeah, it's like those things. Two of those things are dispatched and they have a taser on them and, and a gun or something. I don't know. It's like. Holy yeah, well, crap, if they start scary. weaponizing those, that's yeah. when it's fucking dangerous. Yeah. Well, and I mean, what do you think the next step is? Easy, yeah, it's extremely <laughs> easy to do that, yeah. Things, that, that's what's scary about, you know, the technology is... Um, is Weaponizing is, it. Well, I think, is for me, you know, just coding, there are some concepts that are scary to me. And one concept is, like, just, just on my... On the little embedded systems that I program, just like the dirt cheap systems, mm-hmm. I'm, I might run a clock on there, you know, a little um, a little crystal clock, a little crystal oscillator. And this thing is going to oscillate at maybe 15 megahertz, you know, 15 million times per second it's going to oscillate. That means my, my little computer is going to be able to execute, um, you know, millions and millions of instructions. If it takes maybe a few, a few clock cycles per instructions. It's going to be able to execute millions of instructions in one second. Can you imagine something sitting there and executing a million things in one second? <laughs> what does the world look like from its perspective? We are frozen. Yeah, that's like, yeah, it's like some Rick and Morty Like in the shit. time it takes for us to just breathe, take one breath or blink, it's processed you know, hundreds of thousands of instructions. So imagine an, an AI, an artificial intelligence system, something that's thinking, something or something that's evolving you know it's it's modifying itself as you know as it develops Mm -hmm. well you know it could be benevolent in the first couple seconds and then if it decided it wanted to you know if it decided to go in a a different direction or in a a direction that's you know that's um you know not good for us that's malevolent to us you know it could do that in like maybe in the first two seconds it's cool, and then in the third second it's decided it has this whole plan to to annihilate us. You know, it's, from its perspective, what we consider a very short amount of time for it could be you know years, it's like ten know? lifetimes. Yeah, it could have a very <laughs> long time to think. And, um, but I guess that, and that was kind of my question earlier, like how where do we fuck up or where's the error? Like how small of an error does it take? for these AI creatures, whatever the fuck you want to call them, robots, um, to sort of like learn. Like you said, they were mimicking. If they see, they're programmed to follow the rules, but let's say they see five people, ten people in a row breaking the rule, would Mm -hmm. they then like relearn? You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, I need to mimic what these fucking people are doing. Well, like, like what I do is... um you know, I, I program like little embedded systems. So these are computer systems that execute instructions. You know, I have a list of code and it's going to go top down and execute every single line of code. It's programmed to follow rules and it'll never deviate from those rules. Never. Now, with AI, there's different different types of implementations. But um, one of the really, really cutting edge popular implement- implementations is um, neural networks. So it's actually mimicking a brain, the way our brains learn, and it's um, it's a like bunch of nodes that you know they they mimic neurons and they're connected, in um, in a certain way, and usually you'll have like an objective, and the um the the um neural network system will start running iterations, 
And after every iteration, if the outcome, you know, is close to your, you know, if if it's like if you're if you want to walk and you run an iteration and your, you know, your, your system is able to, you know, kind of walk a little bit, mm-hmm. then we're going to we're going to we're going to kind of keep those those settings. But if it if this iteration, you know, is let's say it moves backwards or does, you know, it's it's just completely off. It's not walking. It's falling over. Then let's say we're going to scrap some of those settings and we're going to randomly kind of change the settings so that the outcomes that are kind of that are, you know, allowing our system to move a little bit and get closer to walking. We start keeping those and then we reject the, the outcomes that get us further away from walking. So imagine after millions and millions and millions of iterations, we're going to have a system that's that gets better and better and better at walking because it's going to keep all the little changes that allow it to walk better. And it's going to, you know, get rid of all the little changes that it's like trial that and error, it up. essentially. Yeah. So off of this neural network, you're no longer programming the system. You're allowing it to learn over over time. And with these systems, hmm. you know, they um, they eventually <laughs> They eventually become as good as you know a person, and then will will eventually exceed you know exceed a person. Exceed, yeah, <laughs> but but I mean, where where are they now? Uh, you know, the there's tasks that are very very simple for people that are extremely hard for for robots. Yeah. Like, you know, like like identifying a, a a cat or you know identifying a dog. Sure, if I you know show a picture, a bunch of pictures of of dogs to AI, it might be able to look at a picture and see a dog. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what if that dog is inside a, you know, a boot or something? Or or what if the dog is behind a wall and just a tail, just a tail sticking out, you know? Then it's like the AI, it's very, very hard for the AI to to be like, oh, that's a dog or, you know, this is a dog behind the wall or "That's, that's a dog that, you know, has food on it or, you know, depending on the situation, if you change it, you know, humans can still tell. Humans can still tell that, that you know what the image is, but those little changes can really, really screw up an AI. So there's tasks that are very simple for humans, very, very difficult for AI. So AI is still a long way off, but its potential is exponentially just unlimited. So kind of bringing it back to like the cars and the Tesla, that's not considered AI. Oh, absolutely! Is that, it is. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's considered AI. Um, autonomous, autonomous systems. So anything that makes decisions on its own, you know, that's AI. that's um, our artific- That that is an artificial intelligence because mm-hmm. it has to make a okay. make a decision on its on its own. Um, yeah, and I mean these things learn. They learn, you know, from their from their drivers. They learn and they improve over time. Um, yeah, yeah. These are these are artificial True. intelligence systems. And that's that's you know that's a huge place um, you know that I see AI going. Being um, fortunate enough to attend the CES in in Vegas, the automotive section was just exploding Insane. in technology. Yeah, insane. You know, ten fifteen years ago, you know, you have you have mostly a mechanical system, and you have some electrical systems. You know, we have your power locks, you have your power windows. You have, you know, your radio, you have, your, you know, your sound system, you have, you know, all the electrical components that, you know, that allow the car to function. Mm-hmm. Today, it's mostly electrical. 
so except for like that engine damn near absolutely even even but even in the, in the engine there's so many electrical components like all like a lot of the components in the vehicle that used to be like just simply mechanical just like levers like you know your door handles all that is being replaced with just buttons now yeah true like things yeah things that were you know all mechanical systems are just being replaced with with buttons so now the car has this nervous system of um you know electrical you know wiring and the the car computer itself has become much more sophisticated so you know ai is is definitely um a growing you know technology in these in these uh, car systems i mean but sony just released the car really uh ces yeah yeah i didn't know that yeah yeah they released the car and i think um it's completely electric it is i believe yeah yeah it's completely electric huh and um i think recently they were i don't know what they were doing but they're i don't know they're talking about getting it into production or something but but it's crazy because now these tech companies are releasing cars i didn't know that yeah, yeah, they released they they showcased it at CES, which was really really cool. Damn, I wonder. I mean, I figured at some point mm-hmm. all automotive would go electric, just mm-hmm. given climate change. Oh and no, no, what? And well, the catalyst is uh, batteries, battery they're technology. Expensive. Yeah, um, kilowatt kilowatt per um or you know the cost per per kilowatt, but um soon and I think it's gonna be next year, the cost for the battery might actually um it might. It might become competitive with the with the uh, gas with gas prices gas prices. So you'll see. That's the great thing about electronics. Like you see in, in all electronics, you have Moore's law. So a laptop that was two thousand dollars, you know, last year might be a thousand dollars next year. You know, because every every uh, eighteen months, you know, these components become smaller and True. Uh, and become cheaper. So that's 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 just what you see in electronics. So imagine electric cars. You're gonna see that. You're gonna see cars that were expensive. You know they're gonna get they're gonna become cheaper. These electronic components are allowing this. So I mean that would yeah. be that'd be good. I think overall. Yeah, absolutely. I mean I've never driven. I've never even ridden in an electric vehicle, let alone driven one. But from what I hear, it's basically just like driving a souped-up <laughs> golf cart. As far as yeah. like the mechanics of it, you press it, you know, it just goes. There's no and then no let delay. off the brake and it. Yeah. pretty much slows down on its own yeah yeah what i like i mean i, I just love the technology in, in these vehicles like um when um like the regenerative guys? the regenerative braking like when you actually hit the brakes it'll recharge the batteries oh really which is that's that's it just really, like takes the friction and well that's that's it like um right now like or with the traditional braking systems what you're what you're doing is you're taking momentum and you're converting that to heat you know, by applying friction to, you know, the brake pads, you're just converting all of your energy and, you know, that's in your momentum and you're converting, just converting that to heat and sound and, and, you know, that's, that's all you're doing. So taking that and actually storing that in the battery is brilliant. Yeah. You know, turning, yeah. turning, um, you know, just turning your, your car, your, you know, the motors into, into, um, generators. And basically, the more current you pull off of it, the more um, so your battery, like, the like, more force you're putting on it, basically slowing down your car. Your battery would literally never die, pretty yeah. much, yeah. as long as you're using <laughs> your brakes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it just depends on how you're driving. So if you're in the city, 
where you know you're there's a lot of lights, a lot of stop signs, then you're you're having a more of an efficient you know system. That's crazy, mm-hmm. but that's not something that's implemented now, right? Or in a lot of hybrids, yeah. The hybrids have that mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, regenerative braking. That's what I, I mean. I have I've had my truck forever, but I was saying whenever I do decide to get a new vehicle, it's almost definitely going to be some sort of electric, oh, just because nice. like that's I feel like nice, that's the way nice. shit's going, you know. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's nice to, uh, and, and one of the things I would have loved to see um, Tesla do, you know, instead of going like the luxury vehicle route, you know, at first, I would have loved to see them. Nice little affordable you know, sedan. <laughs> well, not necessarily. I would have loved to see the public inter- interface with these things or interact with these things. I would have loved to see public transportation. Imagine a mm. huge city bus pulling up and it's quiet. That is a great idea. It's not stinking with like a bunch of just this, you know, this huge cloud of just carbon monoxide, solar panel on top and shit. It's just clean. It pulls up. It's quiet. It's just not. I'm sure it'll be like that eventually. Like on well, well, like that's. I think I would have loved to see that because I think that that's what have got what would have gotten the public. You know, educated on, on uh, yeah, a hundred percent. Because all of a sudden, if you just see and these forces you huge vehicles, you know, school buses, you know, city buses, all of a sudden they're more efficient, they're quiet, they're green. Everyone would have been like, "Oh, this is a no-brainer," you know, for sure. Yeah, no, I mean that's that is a great point. Um, taxis, buses—if all of those were electric—I mean, the amount of you know carbon and shit that that would save as well, obviously, mm-hmm. would be nuts. Um, and it's funny because, you know, one of the things that they recommend to help global climate change is, oh, take public transportation. So if, yeah, <laughs> if on top yeah. of that, it was electric, like, bitch, yeah, yeah. doubling down over here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe, uh, yeah. you know, if we got any fucking politicians listening here, yeah, yeah. <laughs> take that. But I mean, it's account. not the, it's, it's like, uh, it's like one part of the solution because we're still, where we get the energy for those uh, electric cars is still, you know, a part of the issue. You know, if, um, if we're still using like fossil fuels to, you know, yeah, to get 100%. the energy from the, you know, from the plants, then our electric cars are really that much better. It's like it's it's only it's only part of the solution. Yeah. You'd have to well, really they do the solar right, and then I was uh, I was just talking about was I I was telling you guys about that show on netflix that down to earth shit did we talk about that oh that stews i believe so yeah um well i was i talked about it on one of these other episodes where they're harnessing the methane gas from their waste and just mm, yeah. using that yeah. to yeah, yeah. get energy you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah. so if we're just shitting using the sun <laughs> we got sun, everything's electric we got wind we got tides water yeah we have water like wind like people don't realize wind is constantly blowing at just higher altitudes. Yeah. To go Literally, up a little bit. To go up a little bit. I mean, if... What gets me is, like... Some satellites with wind windmills like, on them. Bro, if you <laughs> if you actually take a piece of metal and lift it and isolate it from the ground, it yeah. actually just gains a higher potential. Like, What do you mean? Gain... Like, you can actually just get electricity from it. Oh. Right? <laughs> Elevating metal. Just because of, like, the <laughs> And referencing it to the ground. Shit. No, it's just... It's just when you lift stuff, it literally starts gaining a higher potential. Like electricity is such that will flow when things have two different potentials. And um, I mean, it's, it's very analogous to, um, to gravity. You know, if I, have, if I have rocks, you know, that are, that are up on a hill and, and you know, it's going to be, it's, 
it's easy for them. They can roll down yeah. the hill. So, you know, if I have potential um, energy, yeah, if I have a higher potential, I can get, you know, energy to, you know, to, to move. Yeah. No. Yeah. I hear you. So. Um, I don't remember what we were talking about. Before <laughs> yeah, I kind of lost it there. Um, so <laughs> what, what are you able to tell us about what you're working on currently? Oh man, some of the stuff I'm working on. Um, well, basically, ID is a fucking inventor. I am an inventor. Um, so, yeah, buckle yeah. up. I was, get, <laughs> I was able to get my first my first patent. This, yeah. this year, I'm working on some uh, some Bluetooth te- technology, which is a uh, which has been been really cool during the whole COVID. The COVID shutdown, I took the opportunity to really buckle. crash course and yeah. learn learn some uh, Bluetooth uh, technology. So, yeah, been able to implement that. Um, now I'm working on some audio, some audio, uh, some some upgrades. Uh, can't really can't really go too too much yeah, into yeah, it, but yeah. it's it's really really cool. It's like um, we're, we're you're enhancing sound. Let's yeah, just yeah, say that. it's it's we're augmenting we're augmenting Greatly. the experience, the audio experience. Yeah, you know? I, f- I feel like we're doing something that's that hasn't been done. Definitely not. Yeah, I got to sample it. This shit was sneak sneak top peak. notch. Yeah. Um. And I mean, obviously, you're loving doing that up in Jacks. Yeah. Oh man, the uh, the creative freedom of my job is is incredible. I really, really love it. Yeah. Well, it's crazy too, because coming from a music background, like ever since I've known you, you've done music, you've had a home studio, and like I was saying earlier, you're great with a quit, just like knowing everything, crafting sound, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, has going down this path kind of like shifted your view on? everything that you already knew just about electronics and the way sound works and all that man um oh man because this is sound is just us hearing expanded my understanding they it's it's both audio has expanded my understanding of electronics and electronics has expanded (laughs) my understanding of audio yeah it's really really been cool because i mean in in school, we just we study waves. We don't really study audio. We used to just study waves. True. But then after a while, I'm just like, well, twenty to twenty thousand hertz is audio. Everything, Everything I know else. and I recognize between twenty to twenty thousand hertz happens everywhere else. Yeah. Just at different frequencies. Yeah. So, you know, it's all it's all the same. You know, from from you know working with music and audio, I've learned to recognize waves and the different you know the different ways they look you know high frequencies and how they look low frequencies how they look you know the different timbres of instruments i know what a you know what a kick looks like and you know what a you know what a snare is going to look like what a, what a hat's going to look like versus uh you know a crash cymbal so it was it was just really really cool seeing that but in audio we kind of broke everything down we're not looking at instruments and like because those are complex we're looking at really, really simple sine waves, you know, um, sine waves, triangle waves, um, square waves, stuff like that. But every other sound is made from a combination of sine waves. Mm-hmm. So once you understand the sine wave, you can build everything else. So with like my circuits when I, that I build for audio, um, I just uh, design it so that it works in the frequency that I want. I want it to work from 20 to 20,000 hertz. I design it for that. And then when I build it and I test it, I go and when I'm tuning it, I apply a you know 20 hertz frequency into the input and I look at the output. And if the output is a nice clean wave that you know that's similar to the input, 
then you know I know that the circuit's operating well there. Then I go over to the high end, put in that twenty thousand hertz, and do the same thing. And if if I get a clean circuit, then I know that you know it's uh, it's it's operating well in that you know audio range. And I mean, I I really enjoy it. It's I went from using equipment to you know to make music to now being able to make the equipment. Now you could build the equipment. Yeah, yeah. And Literally. that's that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> Literally. That's, that's badass. No, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of why I asked because I know your background and everything. So um, just to see it kind of come full circle is kind of nuts. I mean, you could right? you could build probably this whole studio right here. Yeah. Everything yeah, yeah, in yeah. here, I'm sure you know how it works better yeah. than I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had... Um, um, before I started working, I was, you know, doing an independent contract, you know, I was just working on audio product, and that was, I mean, that's like, it's like a dream, it's, it's really, really amazing, just, just sitting there and just working on your passion, and getting paid for it, yeah, that's sick, exactly, no, yeah, I mean, you know, sure. and I always thought my passion was making music, you know, and I, I really enjoyed doing so, but, it was really it's I, I think what it's, comes with the music. Yeah, almost. yeah, it's what comes with it, yeah. Yeah. Because not only was it making music, but it was also making the videos. It was also the photography and all that. So really, um and, and like what we were talking about back when I started building my robots, that's when I developed my passion for, you know, um electrical engineering because it was it was it was kinda hell up up until then. Yeah. The reason <laughs> I chose electrical engineering, I was like, Okay, um, What's the hardest thing I could do? Let me just let me just aim for the highest mountain. So if I fall, you know, I could I could like land on the clouds. You know, <laughs> it's like I wanna. <laughs> um. No, yeah, man. I, well, I mean, I'm glad you know you made it out the other end, and you definitely uh, are reaping the benefits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's good uh, to see you doing well. It is nice. It really, really feels good. It was. Um, Damn, it was, it was not easy. Yeah. And I see, I see, I still got homies, you know, they're finishing out their last semesters, and I'm like, man, like, we, we get it, man. Struggle was light real, the, light real. the end of the tunnel. But the light is there. <laughs> yeah, the light at the end of the tunnel is there. And everything opens up. You know, if you really learn your shit, you realize this world is, is, is so friendly to, like, everyone needs engineers. Everybody, oh, yeah. like for literally, there's so many everything. different types of engineers too. Like you could be, you could like like that um the bottle you have right there. That yeah. could be a company that makes you know you know glass bottles that are you know decorations. They might need an engineer, just you know just to be able to develop the electronics. <laughs> yeah, true. In that system. Yeah. You know, and it could be a, it could be a really simple company. Something as simple. But as their that. sales are through the roof. You know, they have a product that's just hot, and they need engine. Like everyone needs engineers from like. Just every everywhere from you know airlines to you know like just well I mean pretty much my plumbing, whole like, family's engineers that's right that's um right. but none of them are electrical engineers mm. I mean you know they're mechanical mm -hmm. chemical yeah, yeah, I think yeah. my brother did aeronautical or okay. something like that yeah um and then there's like civil you know one of my buddies did environment environmental mm -hmm. engineering. Okay. Um, but you're probably the only person I know who does electrical engineering, and it's, there's a hell of a weeding process, man. It's like a different world, though. There's a hell of a weeding <laughs> process. Um, it's the math. The math, the math is, will get you. It's really, really a weeding process, and it's like I get it, and but also it's like I get it. You you do need to know the math, but do you? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's like I switch. It's like I literally switch between 
you know, differential equations, you know, level of math to like Boolean algebra level. And Boolean algebra is literally adding ones and zeros or multiplying ones and zeros. It's like, yeah, I literally well, switched. So it's like, like right now I'm teaching my little cousin to code because Boolean algebra allows you to code and it's really, really, really simple math. Like I'm not necessarily teaching him analog circuits because he might need, you know, much more math to be able to, you know, understand and build those type of circuits. Mm -hmm. But even that, you know, with some of the tools I'm using, like op amps, I'm able to, for the most part, build, you know, pretty basic circuits, like you know, any type of amplifier circuit. You know, I can, I can teach someone to build a really, really, um, you know, basic uh, amplifying, something that can, that can amplify a signal, attenuate a signal, and stuff like that. Um, and then outside of that, then you're going to start needing to know, you know, some math. You're going to start needing to know transfer <laughs> functions. But, but I mean, but... How old your cousin? Uh, he's about 12, I believe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Still learning. Yeah, yeah. So I got him a little Raspberry Pi. I'm teaching him how to code. He's turning on little LEDs with his uh, Raspberry Pi. And he, made a little, yeah. he made a little app that's a little traffic light. Yeah. Yeah. And but the thing is where he stays in Nigeria, like, you know, um the 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 village that they, that they have there, they direct traffic by hand. Really? And it's like, yeah. Like a crossing guard? Yeah. And it's like, bro, they need to fund him to start put that developing up there. He, he a, stick a little traffic system. Stick a Raspberry Pi in the middle of the street with, with some fucking lights. And, I mean, and you know, code a code a system that's going to run a four-way stop or something. How difficult do you think that would be? No. I mean, like not that difficult? No, no. I mean, traffic lights are on timers. Or at least the basic ones are on timers. Well, I mean, I'm saying just out there, like... It's, oh, oh, out there. Psh, oh, man, I don't know. I don't, just, know. I don't, I don't know what the process I'm assuming be. the elect electricity isn't, like, as easily available. You, you can run out. You could have somewhere. a solar panel. Honestly... That is true. You could do it. There's probably a reason why it's not being built. <laughs> you <laughs> Fair definitely enough. could do it. Fair. Yeah, so I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what the process would be. But I think that would be really cool, you know, if the... If you know the government invested in you know something like that and yeah. allow him to, you know, I mean, shit, you could. So, I mean, I want to give him the skills to be able to solve problems like that. Man. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. If he's twelve, I mean, mm -hmm. he's definitely got time to yeah, yeah, prosper in that role. Absolutely. Yeah. That's fucking dope. Yeah. So for me, that's that's really rewarding being able to see him actually, you know, develop a passion for this because I mean, it'll it'll change his life. You know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if I if I was doing what what I did. You know, at his age. I mean, and the thing is, at his age, I was. Yeah, you sort age, of were. I mean, you were building God, computers. Yeah, at his age, I was building computers. I was. God, Almost I was the same. On, I remember Kazaa. Yeah, hell yeah, Kazaa. Oh my God. Back in the day. Yeah, yeah. A lot of. Lot of um, LimeWire, Kazaa, and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Download. God. Pirate I, game I was, was using so then. much software that I just wouldn't have had access to without, you know, without peer to peer. Um, download. <laughs> so it's like you got to. So it's like a good and a bad. It's like I got to learn. I. I Learn CAD, you know, all that. You just downloaded all just that. Download shit? it. And just, yeah. And just learn it. You know why not? Well, you probably had 3D editing, video editing, audio production, like everything from downloading software and learning it, like stuff that you just wouldn't have had access to. Yeah. Like, but you had a, I think you had an underlying interest. Yeah. That's yeah. why. You know I mean, just spending summers, you know, in my room on the internet, just reading all I could, trying to build a studio. And then just, you know, downloading. Yeah, exactly, with the music software. and stuff. Yeah, learning learning how to hack, all that good shit. Well, especially, like, yeah, being an independent artist, I know a lot of people are going to learn how to do videos and do mm -hmm. whatever, Just, but it's mainly just having that interest, I guess. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but yeah, I guess it's also good that, you know, you're kind of plugging that interest into your cousin now when he's young. Oh, absolutely. Um, cause I feel like, I mean, that's, that's the cool thing. I, I feel, I I really love to, I love working with kids. Uh, um, one of the dopest jobs I had when I was living in Tampa was, um, worked at the boys and girls club. Yeah. So I got to, you know, really, really work with the kids, you know, um, like taught them chess and stuff like that and, you know, help them with their homework and just get to, you know, seeing the way they think and helping, you know, kind of helping guide them and direct them, yeah, and, yeah. Know, giving them advice that's really, really going to help them, I feel like is is great. And with, with kids, you know, you don't have to, you, like, it doesn't take that much energy. Like, little things you do can greatly affect them, you know. In, oh, yeah, they're in, so in impressionable. Life, you know, like, if you, like, you know, growing up and learning about audio, you know, there's so many things that, like, if I had like a mentor, I could have you know really really improved um, a lot faster. So I take those opportunities to help out when I see it. You know, if I you know if I see someone that is trying to do something that I'm knowledgeable about, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna offer that you know any type of advice or, or knowledge that I can. Oh yeah. Because I mean, you're just gonna further their growth. You know why not? No, absolutely. I mean, that's why I wanted you on here, man. You know, spread some knowledge. Yeah. yeah um, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, we're at an hour. I think you should, you got to drive back to Jackson tonight. Um, yeah, I'll probably be heading back to no Jackson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, we can call it there if you want, man. I appreciate you coming by. Hey, hey, for sure, man. Appreciate you having me on. No doubt. And I mean, anytime you're back, you know, if we think of something else you want to talk about, you can always come back. Hey. Got the couch here. You know what I'm saying? Hey. K podcast. K podcast. Sure. <laughs> That's gonna wrap up episode eight. Once again, appreciate ID being here. This is Electrical Engineering 101 for that ass. We out of here. Peace. Electric God. You don't have to go home, you just can't stay here, aight?